It is 1 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, and yes, we do have a post-to-post show this week, even though we're in the middle of the holiday season. And uh, I want to wish in the host chair, Frank Peebles, here already, and we've got a couple of guests. Joined by a couple of familiar voices by now, I think, to most of our listeners. David Greenlees and The Mauler from Primetime Wrestling. Happy holidays, gentlemen. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We're almost like co-hosts now. <laughs> hey, careful what you, careful what you wish for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we tag team of a whole other nature here. <laughs> Frank's leaving. <laughs> no, Slap hands, so, I'm out. So I, apparently, you guys have now set the dates, at least, for your next card. Yes. February 16th and 17th. And um, like, is there any truth to the rumor that the event card after this is going to be at either Copart Arena or CN Center? Because this one's at the Civic Center. It seems like you guys just keep moving up in size. Well, the nice thing about the Civic Center is, yeah, we're moving to the Civic Center, and, and it... Uh, It'll grow with us. It's a, a flexible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's flexible. So okay. we uh, we're going to start a little bit smaller and and work our way up and and uh, who knows? Yeah, we've got our eyes on the CN Center one day. <laughs> that would be nice. And uh, you may even have a fellow. Well, I'll put this way: Is the prospect you're going to be at the February card? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Good. Is that letting a cat out of a bag? No, no, no. no we're just just trying to think. There's lots of plans and working. Yeah, because yeah, that's, well, that's exciting. But still, what a month and a half away. So yes, yeah. yeah. When's he in Vegas? Sometime this summer, I believe. Is it this it's summer? For people who don't know, the prospector Wes Barker, Prince George wrestler, yes, has been invited to Wrestle Academy in Montreal. In Montreal. Ah. Yes. Run yes. by uh, Jacques Rougeau, yes, uh, formerly known as the Mountie. Yeah, and the Rougeau brothers as well. Right? Yes, yeah, which were always the interesting guys because it seemed like if they were wrestling, if it was a televised card from Canada, they were the good guys. If yeah. it was a televised card from the U.S., they were the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of confusing. Versatile wrestlers. <laughs> but uh, and I believe I saw as well that one of the other people involved with this. Is the most of the South? Yes, Jimmy Hart. He'll be one of the other judges. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. He, I'm impressed. Yeah, he's all. I I've always found him to be so interesting because you used to see him on the wrestling cards, and he was the mouth. Like yes. He had the megaphone, and he was always shouting, and he was always he was a manager for the heels almost all the time. But then I occasionally would see interviews with him away from the ring. And soft-spoken, heart of gold, super guy. Yes. So it's one of those things where you just have to remember. What you see on the screen isn't always what's real. Yes, that's for sure. You get hyped up. What's your secret? How do you get your game face on? It's tough. As you say, people are good in some places and bad other places. I'm I'm a good guy, of course. It's it's difficult at times because, well, It's a lot more fun. <laughs> Are we talking about in the ring or out? Uh, in the ring. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. 
good good check on that though. Frank. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to make sure yeah. when you're out of town. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. right. You, you know. Yeah, can, can I insult him just in case? <laughs> this table's big, but how big is it? So, did you ever have a situation, Mahler, where you were a bad guy one night and the very next night you had to be the good guy? Yes. That, wow. Yes. That that does happen de- yeah. depending on companies and territories. Because yeah. when I was traveling, I traveled lots. And mm-hmm. it, it was nothing for uh, the one trip Davey was with me. We wrestled in Kamloops, and then we had to drive a 1,000 kilometers overnight in Saskatchewan. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, I was the, the good guy in Kamloops where we were, and then the bad guy out in Saskatchewan. Oh. Holy cow, so, hey. have you ever had to do it in one night? I've seen people have to, like, switch in the middle of a, of a, of a fight. Sometimes you do plays like that where, yeah. you know, you per- come out and pretend you're going to be the good guy and help the guy, and then you turn on him. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more fun. Stab yeah. him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen too often the other way, though, does it? No. When you come out as the bad guy. That's right. You're usually, you know, unless there's a break in where you're at, in the company for a while, then you can do a switch. But usually, yeah, yeah. it's just. Uh, I have seen it on television. Yeah, yes, but that was because of what you're talking about. Somebody that's right. stabbed someone in the back that's in the right. middle of a in the middle of a bout, and that's suddenly right. the bad guy was in murky waters. That's right, yes. doing swerves and things yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, well, guess and say the prospector is going to be the good guy yes. on the car in February. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Since he is yeah. local, and everybody so, loves him. Like oh. The crowd just goes crazy as soon as oh, he yeah. comes out, and, yeah. and uh, even some of the other places that he's been working, it's the same kind of thing. Well, yeah. I still like wince when I think about him fighting in there because I've known him since he was a kid, a little like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, be careful <laughs> in there. Yeah, and I know his family fairly well. They were <laughs> yeah. they were in school with my sister. Oh, yeah. So I and they hung out together. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so with that academy, that there, there was fifty five yeah. competitors, and now they've got it down to twenty. Wow. And f- and five of those twenty competitors actually have wrestled in prime time. Wow, that's a discernible percentage. Because yeah. you got, and because you guys have only had what three cards, and then the two tournaments. Is that we, about right? Yeah, we had three under the prime time banner, and then we just did the tribute show for when yeah. we lost our friend. And you had the tribute show to start with as well. Yeah, that's right. That one there was a so tournament. The two to start tribute with. shows, and then three regular cards as yeah. prime time yeah. wrestling. Yeah. So, wow. So, to have five guys already going to this Wrestle Academy. Yeah. Kat Von, Kat Von Hees has wrestled for us as well, and she won the mm. last one. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And that's, so, we're, we're trying to cherry-pick the best talent we can all across Western yeah. Canada to bring them in to give Sounds us the like back. develop is a better word. Well, you guys are becoming a, a feeder community. <laughs> yeah. Well, we try, right? We try and bring the best we can here and, uh, you know, yeah. give the best shows we can to the fans here. So what is the thing with Wrestle Academy then? As you were saying, it's the, it's the top uh, 20 wrestlers go in. Is it going to be a battle royal and the last person standing wins I something? I believe <laughs> there's a whole bunch of different matches throughout the day. Okay. And there'll be judges and then there'll be promos as well. Yeah. Okay. So they want, the to, see how, they want to see how you do on the mic. That's right, with everything. Yeah, uh, the uh, winner actually wins money at the end. That's of the right, $10,000 yeah. $10, check. $10,000. Yeah. We could see some backstabbing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> a lot of money on the line, yeah. Well, you could see because uh, Vance Nevada is also in, oh, in yeah. that, too, yeah. Okay. It'd be so. interesting if he and uh, the prospector wound up going up against each other at one yeah, time. I have a feeling that they probably will. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a little bit of heat between the two of them. Yeah. But it would be interesting because, again, 
if the judges don't know, they'll be going, wow, these guys are putting on a really good show. They don't know, but they've wrestled each other before, so they know each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah. helps when you've... Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you know, a lot of times I've gone just to shows, met the guy and wrestled that night. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's some guys you just click with and get really good matches out of. Yeah. And other time, you know, you've got to work together a few times to get something really good. And that really is the art, isn't it, when you're in the ring? It's not just about your own athleticism at that point. You've trained to this, so you mm-hmm. know what to do. It's the yeah. chemistry between the two. Hey? Yes, yes. It, can, it can play a big part. Yeah. You don't want to take an elbow or a heel in the face. When you're yes. not expecting when you're, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you zigged when they thought you were going to zag. That's right. And yes. you also don't want to uh, bore yourself right out of the ring. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, you got to be able to read that crowd when you're there and mm-hmm. then change your style and, and how you're wrestling. Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference. A lot of places, they really love seeing a lot of technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. And other places want to see more of the comedic wrestling. Okay. So you need to be able to read that audience and change on the fly to make it uh, a better match. I'm going to take a wild guess, Mahler. Even if you read the crowd correctly, you're not going to be going off the top rope very often. No. no. When, when, in my youth, I did a little bit here and yeah. there. But, yeah, not anymore. It's uh, no. getting harder and harder to get up there. <laughs> yeah. Real easy to get down, though, isn't That's it? That's right. Yeah. Very easy to get down. Easy to get down. <laughs> and there's Mahler going to the top rope. And he's still going to the top row. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it, yep. <laughs> so are you going to be wrestling in February? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just won the heavyweight title that's off right. Vance at the last show. Yes. So I'll be defending the title for the first time in February. Whoa. Do you have an opponent yet? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, we're still... Wow, they're that chicken, hey? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now we're still booking the talent and seeing yeah. who we're going to be bringing in. And uh, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a couple extra big surprises this time again. And... Mm. Uh, yeah, we're just going to keep... The Hulk? <laughs> but that's a little out of our range yet, yes. but you never know. Yeah. You yeah. never know. Yeah. You never know. No. So does that make it a little bit difficult as well? Because as I was saying earlier, it's about a month and a half until the show, and it doesn't give you much time to work up any sort of a program with the guy you're going to be wrestling in yeah. terms of even just letting, even just having the audience sort of get a feel for, the, okay, why don't these guys like each other? Yeah, there is that. We are lucky. Social media is great. You know, yes. we do start releasing promos, and we'll start. Almost every wrestler will cut one promo that we'll mm-hmm. put out on the social media, so they can see the person beforehand. And we will announce some of the matches. Yeah, I'm sure my opponent will be announced in the, you know, yeah. within the next uh, three or four weeks. And and, and part of our lead up and uh, the show itself, you're when the wrestler comes out, you're not going to be guessing as to is this a. Uh, is this a good guy or is this a bad guy? Yeah. You, you'll know. <laughs> so, um, oh, come on. String us along a little. If he comes out in Prince there, George and he's really wearing a Canadian guys, flag yeah. over his shoulders, there's a good chance he's the good guy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The well, these days, though, well, after the antics of the last couple of years, well, that isn't a guarantee. No, it's not a guarantee for sure. No. If he looks like a politician. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Always a bad guy. Always, Always the bad guy. Yeah. Always has been. Yeah. <laughs> or going back a few years, if he looks like a tax accountant. That's yeah, right. I was just yes. going to say, or a banker. Yeah. <laughs> IRS. That's right. Irwin I. Scheister. I'm trying to remember now, who was that? That was... His name is uh, Mike Rotunda. That's who I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was became one of those guys. As Scheister, he was definitely a heel. Yes. But in a lot of other things, when he wrestled as Mike Rotundo... That's right. He, he, was, was, a, he was the baby face. That's right. Yeah. Frank's looking at me like, how do you know these things? <laughs> hey. I was just picturing you with a baby face. <laughs> no. Don't do that, Frank. <laughs> I think you should get in the ring. No. A special <laughs> guest appearance. No. 
Maybe he has about that. I know there's a, the, no. No there wasn't even a flicker no. there. No. <laughs> no, maybe as a referee or possibly as the. Hey, I've seen some referees take a chair or two. I know. <laughs> yes. And I've seen some referees be somewhat less than um, unbiased, shall yes. we say? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Now, have you guys started working out a Vince McMahon character yet? Not yet. Okay. No, D- Davy is, of course, like the commissioner and yes. and all of that, and so. But but yeah, for now, he's definitely going to keep being a good guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I had too much business to work on. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sometimes, you know, the 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 lines between storyline and. Uh, realism mm. get a little bit blurry yes yes like at the last show like my my son got involved and got beat up by vance yeah and then i had messages from my mom and all kinds <laughs> of other people asking if he was really in the that? hospital yeah. and the <laughs> and your son it. probably loved it oh yes yeah yeah he's, he's one of our trainees at the training center i was gonna ask okay yeah so how is the training center going by the way Good. It's doing uh, really well. We've got uh, some guys that are starting to get ready. Uh, we may be able to put a few of them into our uh, February show. Okay. That's kind of our goal is yeah. let them have their first uh, public match then and mm-hmm. and see where they go from there. Yeah. Are there going to be any women's matches, any tag team events at this point? Like, as, as you were saying earlier, everything's still up in the air. Yeah, there won't be the ladies this time. No. I believe they'll be coming in for the April shows. Wow. There will be tag matches. But we haven't announced your opponent yet. Not not yet. No. And then we do. We are holding back uh, another surprise until the beginning of January. That, that could be a woman. The beginning of January. Gee, that's a whole week away. That, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> How the new year? We got, some, we got some stuff up our sleeves for the new year. Here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oasis Foreign and objects? I was going to say, you're the good guy. You shouldn't have anything up your sleeve. <laughs> oh, you got me. The commissioner is you know about to I turn. You know where I really want to play. <laughs> the commissioner is going to turn in February. Uh, on the uh, subject change here, uh, on the note of the, um, the trainees there, yeah. uh, we are having a tryout coming up here. Do you remember the date? It's uh, uh, quick grabbing the phone. And, and this is a spontaneous. You can come in off the street and just give this a go. Uh, well, there's a hundred. We, we try and get you to register and there's a hundred dollar fee to it. And yeah, yeah. As there should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And then, yes, it's uh, January 7th from uh, 1 to 3. Okay. Yeah. And where is that going to be at? At, at our uh, training center and that. If people are okay. interested, they can send us an email uh, to our training email, which is training at primetimecanada.ca okay and uh, they can get registered to come out and join us we'll give them an afternoon of training and it gives them a really good opportunity to see if they um, if they can do it or if not they can do it yeah, yeah. If they can take yeah. it and because then the next step is if they want to do it or not it may not be quite what they thought it was that's right yeah. well, as much as uh, you know there's a level of theatrics with it, it, it it's hurts. an athletic endeavor oh, yeah. no yeah. one can doubt that that's, we've already had multiple trainees like they've come out they've tried it they tried the 100 they've signed up they've gone further and then a month in like they just could not take it anymore no. yeah it is yeah, just too enough. hard. It is it is a demanding sport. Yeah. The example no that I always used was uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yeah. Yes, when he came off the top rope in that big super leap, if you watch closely, of course, you saw his knees and elbows hit the ground. He did not land on his opponent. Yeah. But he was landing on his knees and elbows from yeah. that height. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Using so. Lanny Popov always used oh. to impress me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the genius, Holy yeah. Things yeah. That, that guy could do. 
Yeah. Hard to believe that he and Macho Man are brothers. Are brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way it goes. Have Are there any relatives? Well, I guess there could be because you were saying your son is coming through the training school. Right yes. Now. I don't know if he'll be ready for February no. or not, but yeah. Are there any other relatives who are involved at all? Uh, no, not mine. Uh, no, uh, but are, even as far as you know, like, are there any brothers who are in the training school? No, right not now? here. No, not, they're, right they're, not right now with us. You okay. mentioned your mom before. She's <laughs> yeah, she, no, no. She she's <laughs> she the only relative. <laughs> yeah, she's the only relative of mine that has never watched me wrestle. Really? Wow. Yeah, she won't come watch. She's no. just too scared. Okay. Yeah, she can't see well, her baby that boy. Be an in, uh, that's a total <laughs> indication of how tough this really is. Yes. Yeah. Quick question before we go. Where can people get tickets for the show in January? Uh, February. February. Shows in February. Yes. And the tickets aren't out yet. No. Uh, they'll be going back out to the scrapbook zone okay. uh, again. And uh, we may have another outlet for them also. But at this time, it's uh, it will just be the scrapbook zone. Okay. And, and online? And at the door. Uh, not online. No, no, no. sorry. Yeah. All right, at the door, though. At the door, at if the door. there are any left. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. while supplies last. Yes, because I think, what well, was the one? We've sold out. Like, that's what I was about to say, yeah. Every show that we've done, we've sold out. And, like, the last couple, we've added, you know, an extra 100 seats and an yeah. extra 100 seats. And, right, and which is why the Civic Center is such a benefit in that yeah, sense. Yeah, and yeah. the the last one we did, we ended up having standing room only. Wow. Like yeah, there was the not space, enough chairs. Yeah. We didn't have enough chairs oh, for that's people. That's so great. That so makes me crazy. happy. Yeah. What made it even worse was one of the wrestlers was a little bit late getting to the show, and they wouldn't let him in. <laughs> they said, there's no room. You don't have a ticket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anybody with money, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of all that, I want to know about the setup. Give a brief description of what it's like to walk into an empty room like the Civic Center and transform it into a, a den of iniquity. And you know what? It, it happens really, really quick. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we designed our ring um, to go together fairly quick in about 25 minutes. It, wow. it goes together and gets set up. and. I think it takes longer to set up chairs. That's what I was about to say, stuff. yeah. Um, and the lighting and the sound that goes up. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got um, uh, Russell AV now oh, joining us. Excellent. Okay. So, the pros. Uh, they'll be a little bit, uh, little bit more and a little bit fancier. In fact, yeah, yes, they're gonna, cool. you might push their envelope a little bit. Well, I, have to, I have to rein them back a little bit. They're really <laughs> excited to join us. So. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. bet they are. <laughs> okay. David Greenlees, the Mauler, as always, pleasure to have you guys in. I would say we might have you guys, we might have one, both of you, or possibly even a local wrestler in before the show in the middle of February. Yeah, we'll yep, come for back sure. for sure. But thanks very much for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Great to see you. Yeah. Thanks. Take a quick break and be back with more on Post to Post. Hey friends, Dylan Stone here from the Country Gold Mine. Have you ever dreamt of going to Nashville and making the rounds from Tootsie's to the Bluebird Cafe to the Grand Ole Opry? Well, let us take you down Music Row and you can live the honky-tonk lifestyle with us every Friday night right here on CFIS 93.1 FM. Brought to you by Darren Guest at Northland Dodge, the Country Gold Mine, Friday nights from 8 to 10 here on 93.1 CFIS FM. How can you protect your keys? Simply attach a WarAmps key tag to your key ring. If you lose your keys, the finder can call the number on the back of the tag or drop them in any mailbox, and the WarAmps will return them to you by courier for free. Today, the key tag service is more important than ever with the high replacement cost of keys and remote devices. WarAmps key tags, 
They're free and they work. Order yours at waramps.ca and help make a difference in the lives of amputees. Join the Prince George Tapestry Singers for their 7th Annual Fundraising Silent Auction and Dinner, Saturday, January 27th. The event includes three sets of performances from the singers, along with Swiss chocolate door prizes, a delicious dinner with traditional Swiss desserts, and numerous silent auction items up for bids. Tickets are available online at pgtapestry.ca. The Prince George Tapestry Singers' 7th Annual Fundraising Silent Auction and Dinner, Saturday, January 27th at the Columbus Community Centre. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today, wind from the northwest at 20, a high of 2. Partly cloudy tonight, northwest winds becoming light this evening, temperature steady near 1. For Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud, wind becoming south 30, gusts into 50 in the morning, and a high of 6. And we are back, and once again... um, just talking with uh, Davy Greenleys and the Mauler from Primetime Wrestling. Their next show coming up February 16th and 17th. Keep tuned to their Facebook page, I guess, is the best way to find out when tickets go on sale. And get your tickets quick. Yes, I know this is Prince George and we're a last-minute town, but the wrestling matches sell out. Let's switch gears. Urge. Let's talk a little bit of hockey. Yeah, there's lots even to talk has, about. Well, even though there hasn't been much happening in terms of hockey Here. right now. Yes. There's but, been uh, lots going on elsewhere. Elsewhere, yeah, yeah. But one of the first things I want to talk about is the BC Elite Hockey League. Uh, yes. Even though they didn't play this past weekend, they're not playing this next weekend, but all the local teams are in action. Um, the weekend of January 5th, 6th, 7th, if you will, the Northern Capitals are at a showcase in Richmond on the 5th, 6th, and 7th. And then the U18 Cougars host the Thompson Blazers on the 6th and 7th. The U17 Cougars are at the Thompson Blazers on the 6th and 7th. And the U15 Cougars are at the Vancouver Northwest Hawks January 6th and 7th. Uh, Yes. The other thing the BCHL recently announced was their humanitarian awards. Man, I'm just, I want to sit here and beam for a while because, holy cow. Because we got one. We got one. And we didn't just get one, it's to somebody who... Carter Hawk really deserves it. Yeah. Carter Hawk in the U seventeen division. Yeah, although he's only he's right at the bottom too. I know. He's only a fifteen year old. That's what I was noticing was the story. I think it was in the Citizen said that last year he had played with the with the U fifteen, and I was going okay. Either he cheated last year, <laughs> or he's a young seventeen year old. Yeah, he's young. He's yes. on the young side, but he is a shifty and mm-hmm. tenacious player. Yeah. He reminds me out there a lot of um, the way um, uh, Dana Tyrell used to play mm. for the Cougars yeah. or the way uh, Theo Fleury would play in the NHL. Yeah. Just all over the ice, a pinball, and uh, off the ice. That's what I was about to say. Just a that's the thing. first this, class human this being. This is the Humanitarian Award. And I do want to pay a quick shout-out to the other three from the local teams who were nominated. Yes. Peyton Planetta of the Northern Capitals, Mason Lewin from the U18 Cougars, and Cole Chapman from the Cole Chapman from the U15 Cougars. So they were all nominated. Somebody else beat them out, but the fact that they were nominated means they're doing something They've right. They've already stood out. Yes, yeah, exactly. Doing something right. Um, if we could stick with the theme here, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to talk a little bit about Carter's brother, Logan Houck. Who, along with Isaiah Bagri and Grady Gustafson, during this break that we're all in, mm-hmm. because the uh, the BC Elite Hockey League 
follows a um, the, the school calendar, basically. Yes. Yeah. Those three guys were called up to the Kootenai International Junior Hockey oh, League. So they, wow. they got their AP'd up to uh, the Kamloops Storm. All three of them uh, play for, uh, were sort of, their rights are held by the Storm. It's, it's a shame they couldn't have been called up for a good team, though. I mean, out of Kamloops, come on. I know, I know, it's painful. Ironically, when they, when they come back to the Cougars, they're going to be playing yes. Thompson Blazers. It's going to be against Kamloops again. So not the same players, now, but the same yeah. time. Are but they, i got to say. Which team are they on? The U-17 or U-18? They're all U-18. Oh, okay. Because that's unfortunate because they're hosting. Otherwise, they could have just stayed down in Kamloops. Yeah. Grady is an 07. And mm-hmm. uh, those who don't know the, the league, it's oh. set up according to age. Yes. So uh, he's an 07. So that's uh, the younger side yes, of the, the, uh, the U-18, U-18 yeah. segment. And... Um, uh, Logan Hauk and uh, Isaiah Bagri are both 06 mm. players, so they're at the top. So they're end. they're sort of, shall we say, regular U18s. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. The, that's the cohort, if you will, that most of the U18s will be in. And in this game that they all got to play in, they played with two brothers, Jake and Colton Phillips Watts. Okay. And um, Cade Lawler. And all three of those guys are former Prince George Cougars, uh, Caribou Cougars, yeah. Cougars players. So all f- so there were six of those guys that had all wa- worn the Cougars jersey over the years. Wow! So they were out there on the ice. They beat Chase eight to one. Isaiah scored one and got an assist. Wow! And uh, Grady Gustafson got an assist as well. Uh, Kay Lawler got an assist in that game. So like the ex. Caribou Cougars were well represented. There was a, a kid from Telqua who never played for the Cougars, but he's northern as well. Yes. He also got in on the score sheet. So yeah. it was quite mm. a northern uh, northern rush there, all in one single game for the uh, the KIJHL. Yes. And by the way, you weren't here last week, were you? I was not. No, because I was mentioning to Reg as we were going through things, I found out something just before we came on the air last week that I had not been aware of. We've got three major junior hockey leagues in Canada. We've got the Western Hockey League, we've got the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, and we've got the QMJHL. Yeah. Which is now the Quebec Maritimes Junior Hockey League. Oh, they I dropped had not the known major. That. Yeah, it's they they well, and I, I think what it was was Halifax and those guys probably said, Look, if you don't put us in there, well, we're the, leaving. You, <laughs> we'll start our own. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, and yes, and sense. they go into the states too, do they not? I don't think they do. Maybe I they don't. don't. Maybe the Dub's the only one that does. No, nope. Ontario does. Ontario, yeah. I'm pretty sure Ontario has at least Flint, Michigan. Oh, in there. I forgot about Flint. Yeah, yeah I think and, and I'm hoping have. that that happens more. That the CHL yes. actually expands a little bit more that way because yeah. it's such great hockey. And the thing I was thinking of though was it worked out perfectly for the Q. Because they didn't have to change the logo or anything. And that's probably why they the chose QMJHL. the word, because yes. they've always been the QMJHL. The yes. M always stood for major. Yes. And even I'm thinking, I don't know for sure what it would be in French, but I'm thinking it would be the same, because I noticed the, the logo looked like it was exactly the same as it had been before. Huh. So they probably just slid, slid in Maritimes for major, and that's all they needed to do. That's great. Good yes. work there. Uh, good marketing. Yes. Good branding. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, speaking of good marketing... We're going to go to a break. We'll come back with more on Post to Post. Do you want to know more about the planet we live on? Your Prince George Public Library has a series of interesting documentaries on science, technology, biology, and much more coming up. There are two Discovery Series sessions planned at the downtown branch of the library in December. 
These are drop-in events designed for all ages. Learn more about planet Earth and what makes it such a strange and wonderful place. The next session of Discovery Series is Friday from 3 to 4.30 at the downtown branch of the library. The Alzheimer's Society of BC is looking for Japanese Canadians living with dementia and their care partners to participate in a research project to help understand what is important to Japanese Canadians about living well with dementia. The project involves an interview, a group art-making workshop, and an arts exhibition. For more information, visit the study website at blogs.ubc.ca or contact Hiro Ito by emailing hiro.ito at ubc.ca. For more information on the Alzheimer's research in BC, visit alzbc.org. Creative teams are encouraged to bring your artwork to the library Friday, February 9th or Saturday, February 10th to take part in the Teen Art Showcase. The art will be showcased February 24th to April 4th, followed by a reception with awards on Saturday, April 6th. Full details are available at the library and online at pgpl.ca. The Teen Art Showcase, February 24th to April 4th, with an awards and teen art reception on Saturday, April 6th, at your Prince George Public Library. We are back on Post to Post, and we're going to keep talking hockey. But this just in, new news, the Cougars have made a trade. Yes, this morning... Over the holidays, I believe it's the same for all three of the major junior hockey, hockey leagues. We're talking about they have a moratorium on trades yep. over the holidays. That moratorium ended this morning. Yep. And Probably boom. within about 10 minutes, <laughs> the Cougars <laughs> announced that they had uh, gotten Chase Pauls from the Lethbridge Hurricanes for a third-round draft pick in next year's draft. Yeah, perfect trade. This Chase, is exactly yes. what I was hoping for, but uh, we'll Chase talk about that Chase is 6'5", 220 pounds, defenseman, obviously. Yep, a defensive defenseman, 20-year-old. But, but mobile Yes, and 20. Yes. And uh, no, that does not mean the Cougars need to shed no, a body. because the only two 20-year-olds they had were Hudson Thornton on defense and Zach Funk, and all he's doing is leading the, uh, the CHL in scoring. Absolutely. And so. uh, it's rare for a team to run with only two of the three eligible 20-year-olds but that you're permitted. it worked out perfectly for them. I don't know. Like, I'll put it this way. If you strapped um, Mark Lamb into a chair with a lie detector on him and said, did you figure this is where your team would be at the Christmas break, he would probably have to say, no, we figured we'd be good, but we didn't think we'd be leading the, the uh, WHL. Him and Patrick Alvin both we, yeah. we are going to have to sit down and uh, something but, in the uh, BC water. But, but it was a, it, this, to me, yeah. is an ultra-strategic and, I know. and again, a brilliant, uh, we see this a lot, but a brilliant trade by Mark Lamb. Yeah, and again, because though, of what it was given up perfectly because they kept that 20-year-old slot because they knew how valuable that was. And now... And what do you need it for? Mid thing, early in the season, you may not know what no. you need it for. And that's the thing. is, that, you know, If they weren't having as good a season as they are, they don't have to fill that 20-year-old slot. There's no rule that says you have to have three 20-year-olds. No, 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 no. I wish more teams would do this, yeah. actually. But uh, but to give up a, only a, a third, third round w- a single third round yes. draft pick. Now you don't want to like blow the the yeah. in the WHL more than any oh. other league in the world. Drafting more players is more important oh, yes. than drafting high in the in the draft. Yes. And so giving yeah. up a third round draft pick hurts, but it right. doesn't kill. No, and uh, and having Mr. Paul's on the blue line, oh. that's going to hurt too. The other guys. Yes. And the other nice thing about that is um, 
a third round draft pick for what is essentially a rental. Yeah, because yeah, he's exactly. here for half a season. He's here to fill he a very out. specific role, yeah. and that might just be to be the missing ingredient to win a Memorial Cup. Yeah, and uh, that's the one knock that the Cougars had been and i don't even know how legit it was but people have been saying well their defense isn't all that good really have you seen how many shutouts they've been getting say it doesn't well the thing is depending on how they define defense right because josh ravensbergen and ty young both incredible goalies your defense doesn't have to be super and that's where the argument breaks down because are they getting all these wins and the goalies getting these shutouts because the goalies are bailing out their D or is team yeah. defense so strong yeah. that uh, the goalies don't have to work that hard? You, you can certainly look at the stat sheet and see that they're scoring just oh, fine. Yes. In bunches and bushels. Yeah. So you can't knock them for that. You can't no. knock the goaltenders because of, you know, they're practically a Tim Hortons franchise with all the donuts they've got. Yes. And, especially, especially Ravensburger, and one can ne- no team can ever say, "Yeah, we're we're good enough on defense." Yeah, no. that that is one area no. where you can always be better. And so this is a perfect trade to fill that one gap that maybe exists. And if it doesn't, well, no, no problem anyway. And you know the other nice thing about this trade, they get a player for a draft pick. It doesn't matter if Pauls can't make it to the rink tonight for their game against Edmonton or their game tomorrow against Calgary because they don't have a hole in the roster. Yes, that's right. <laughs> You're not going to have to eat well, up some that, time. Technically, and... they've got a couple of holes in the roster, though. Andre Becker and Willem Kamek are over at the World Juniors. They are at the World Juniors. It's a perfect and time for them to come And they're both on the scoreboard already. Oh. Yeah. Um, Kamek. You are up to the second over there. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. I had this somewhere. There is um, Becker playing for Chechia. Has one assist. I think they've only played one game. And Kamek, playing for Slovakia, has two assists in their two games. Slovakia looks downright yes. deadly. They've got, they've I got watched two their, wins in two games. Yeah. yeah, I've watched them a bit already, and holy. It would be great to see Team Canada go up against them. But unfortunately, we will not be seeing our local boy, no. Tanner Molendyke. no playing for Team Canada. He was slated to play yeah. for Team Canada. He is uh, just, better was, than a point a game yeah. for the Saskatoon Blades. Now, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure this out because I've heard a couple of different versions of it. Was he injured in a game just before the yep. World Juniors? Okay, it so was it one of the, happen at It was the one of the warm-up games. He was okay. actually oh, in, in the, the Team Canada okay. jersey yeah. when uh, playing against Switzerland when okay. he was uh, oh, dinged with the... Swiss. Uh, I know, the oh. Swiss are oh. not so neutral after all, no. are they? Although the defense usually has a lot of holes in it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was a cheesy joke. Molendyke is uh, he's 18. He's from yeah. McBride, but he has yes. lots of family in Prince George as well. Yes. I a mean, lot of them came I've out. coached his cousin before. Mm-hmm. A lot and, of his family uh, came out, I think, when they were here. I, yes, absolutely. Yes. It was a popular game. Yeah. And uh, f- he is... Um, uh, sort of a prospect. He's a prospect of the Predators. He was okay. twenty fourth overall. Okay. Yes. That's right, twenty fourth overall. I Huge know. prospect of the, of that, the that, National that was the Predators. Thing was this past season, everybody was talking about a couple of Cougars maybe first rounders, and all of a sudden this kid from McBride needs yeah, to be the first round. In, yeah, and the Cougars ended up, I think, what 
one was second round, the other one was third round. I mean, it wasn't bad, but still. Yeah, I'm so glad for Tanner, though. He's, oh, yes. uh, he's a heck of a player, and he's got only four goals this year from the blue line. Yeah. But 24 assists. Yes. Which, and they've only played 24 games, so he's not just mm-hmm. a point a game or better. He's an assist a game player. Yes. And, of course, a defender as well. So uh, Canada was looking to him, and yeah. now they'll have to look elsewhere because he's yes. got the upper body uh, injury, the whatever that upper means. Upper body injury, yes. Yeah, so it could be a thumb it, or it could be opposite, a jaw. Yeah, it's the opposite of the lower body injury. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a quick check on a couple of things. Um, Zach Funk and Riley Height going into the Christmas break in the WHL were tied for top spot in the WHL scoring race with 63 points each. The top scorer in the Ontario Hockey League has 55 points. The top scorer in the Quebec Maritime Junior Hockey League has 51. So very, those two are leading the CHL. Joshua Ravensbergen is second in the WHL in goals against average, 1.86. Wow, that's stingy. Guy, 1.82. The QMJHL, which was always known, we talked about this earlier at other times, they were always known, some years ago, they were known as you know, the scoring league. Yes. Well, however, their, their top goalie is 2.01. They're also a goalie league. If you look at the oh, NHL, the uh, from Marc-Andre Fleury on down in active yeah, goaltenders, well, and if yeah. you look back further, Patrick, Patrick Waugh, Waugh yeah. uh, yeah, Martin Brodeur. I mean, we're not yeah. talking about good goalies. We're talking about the goats. Yes. Well, part of it, of course, is because they got used to facing 75 shots a game. And that's why. Exactly yes. why. Because, uh, yeah. And the top goals against average in the Ontario League? 2.77. Wow. Almost a goal a game above the top guy in the Western Hockey League. Wow. So The difference yeah. in the Western League, though, is Ravensburg also had 26 points. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back with more on Post to Post on CFIS-FM. Drop-in hockey is available again this season in Kin 2. Get your game on Tuesdays and Thursdays from noon to 1.30 for ages 16 plus. Just $9 gets you on the ice for an hour and a half of physical activity, a fun game of shinny, and some friendly competition to keep you in shape. Full details and information on other skating programs are available under the programs menu at thenorthedge.co. Drop-in hockey, Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon in Kin 2. The B.C. Ministry of Jobs, Economic Development and Innovation has launched the Securing Small Business Rebate Program. The program provides small businesses with funds for commercial property crime and vandalism repairs or to implement preventative measures. One-time repair rebates of up to $2,000 and preventative rebates of up to $1,000 are available. Applications and full details are available through the news link at bcchamber.org. Applications will be accepted through the end of January 2025. If you're making a New Year's resolution to make 2024 a greener year, the Prince George Public Library can show you it's easy being green. The library is holding a series of programs in partnership with REAPS, designed to teach you new ways to lower material waste and save money. The first session runs January 4th at the downtown branch of the Public Library and will have tips on making your home energy efficient. It's Easy Being Green is a free drop-in event from 6.30 to 7.30 on January 4th at the downtown branch of the Public Library. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today, wind from the northwest at 20, a high of 2. Partly cloudy tonight, northwest winds becoming light this evening, temperature steady near 1. For Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud, wind becoming south 30, gusting to 50 in the morning, and a high of 6. Ontario. 
my theme song from Jackson Hawk, You Can't Dance. <laughs> um, what was I had another note about the Cougars I wanted to pass on. Oh, just a quick note. This is something Reg and I have talked about. They've got two games in two nights, starting tonight, coming back from the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. They play Edmonton tonight, Calgary tomorrow. The Cougars right now are at 48 points, tied with Saskatoon for top spot in the Western Hockey League. Calgary, or sorry, Edmonton has 19 points. Calgary has 30. Which of those two teams would you sooner face first coming back from the holidays? Would you sooner face sort of the team that in theory is easier to beat in Edmonton? Or would you sooner say, no, let's, let's jump on it with Calgary? Yeah, because you do expend energy in the first game, but on the other hand, it might be an easier two points, and you've got more energy left that you would normally have for the second game. Yeah, I, I think really it's only two games. They should just leave it all on the ice and go for it. Yeah. Other question, of course, then becomes... Um, That's a utopian theory, though, yes. for hockey. The other thing, of course, is by the Saturday game, they may have their new player in the lineup as well, uh, Mr. Pauls. Yeah, Doubt if he can get there for tonight. Well, I'm not sure. Well, uh, yeah, because it depends. The trade was announced today. Yeah, that doesn't but it was, mean I'm that sure it was arranged maybe because even a couple of weeks ago. We don't the know. The only player they had to let know was him. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of tough for the Cougars to tell their third-round draft pick in 2024, oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he may have been in on this whole thing yes. right from the start. He may have been yeah. well-informed about yeah. this and not a surprise <laughs> and have his ticket already booked. Yeah, you're going, he may already be here. Yeah, you're going from Lethbridge to the team that's leading the WHL. When do I leave? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, here's the other question then along those same lines. Who do you start in goal tonight against um, the lower-ranked team in I'm Edmonton? Gonna, I'm going to start Hay in net tonight if I'm Edmonton. Okay. Only because he's uh, their starting goalie. Yes. And he's also the son of one of my best friends okay. from school I was, when I was a kid. I, so I, I can't wait to go tonight and watch yeah. the other team play against the Cougars. Okay. Now, how about, <laughs> let's, let me rephrase that question, uh, Frank. If you're the Cougars, <laughs> I'm assuming they're probably going to play Young and Ravensburger one game each. Yeah, and I would, I would start with Young. Start with Young tonight, yeah. yeah. He hasn't gotten a lot of playing time recently. Yeah, if it were me, I'd start Young playing. just because yeah. he is your, oh, he's your man. He was, yeah. Well, coming into the season, he was definitely the man. He's still the man. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see down the stretch if he starts getting more games just to keep him sharp. Absolutely. You you can't have you can't have a backup and a starting goaltending situation here with these two. No. You've got to have 1A and 1B, and it's yeah. a coin toss, which it is. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they've both got to be sharp all the time. But don't let them see you doing that before the game <laughs> in the dressing room. Okay, our starting goalie tonight is going to be... Um, uh, the, it's going to be... It's going to be... The other tie. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be Chase Pauls. Chase Pauls, you're the goalie tonight. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, come on, six five two twenty. He could probably know, he could do it. Yeah, Ben Bishop. There, you might have a little bit of trouble finding pads for him though, because <laughs> I don't think either of the Cougars currently goal- goalies are that big. No, I don't think we've ever had a goalie that big actually. No. The scary thing, yeah, of course, there's is, a sudden pause there as we both thought about that. Yeah. Really, the scary thing, so. of course, is he's six five two twenty. And then and you realize some years ago we had a guy on defense who was six foot nine. I know it's going to say six foot five, and he's still not the biggest cougar of all time. No, no, I, I want to say, 
Bufflin, I think, was Bufflin fairly was close pretty, to that height. You just took the thought out of my head. Is Bufflin wasn't six five? I don't think, but he was no, six. He was, more than six two. Yeah, he was. He was getting up there. Gosh. Yeah, but yeah, we, we could probably look it up if we had to, but we won't right now. Yeah, we, we don't need to. You, no. you can look that up, folks. Yes, that's your assignment for tonight. Exactly. Yes. Um, uh, quick other hockey note. Yes. Uh, I want to mention that, uh, did you know that the Prince George Minor Hockey Association has 150 girls yes. playing this year? saw that. 150 girls. And, and as much as we sit back and go, eh, boy, the numbers are down. And they are. But That's a significant number of girls. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing, I don't usually do this. But I am going to put in a plug for you know, Ted Clark you know what? I and was, the Prince George Citizen. You took the thought. I'm, I was going to do this. And, and again, yeah. I was going to preface it like you did, saying I don't normally yeah. you know, yeah. the throw towards another media yeah. outlet. But Very good story online today. That was first-class storytelling. I think it will almost certainly be in there on the streets edition tomorrow. And I'm not surprised. Ted Clark, oh. you're a darn fine reporter and, yes. and the one of the best sports figures the city's ever yeah. had in its hundred and whatever well, years just, you're so good at this and not, this is why because you find to, this yeah, stuff out not to really spoil the story but it's the u15 female hockey yeah. team which it's i think capitals. is the capitals yeah, it's that the capitals. Yep. yeah they've got five players on the team three from one family two from another yeah. so five There's of their a, 13 a, players are, are from two families yeah <laughs> But the other thing in the story is Ted talks about some of the problems these girls faced coming and up. Not let in me Prince tell George. you, listen, Bull family, I am so glad you're here. I'm yes. so glad that well, Alex, back. Sydney, and Allison are here in town. They're back because yeah, they, they are started back. here. And they had to go for, I believe, work purposes yeah. to Armstrong. Yeah. And then, yeah, they ran into some problems down there. The girls did. Yep. But... And again, and then they went to Vernon briefly, and then yeah. back here. Yeah, and they are doing very well here. Yep. And uh, no, but again, Prince George. I mean, we're we're sort of. Uh, I think having the Northern Capitals as the U eighteen team helps because they've been around long enough that people are used to girls playing hockey. Yeah, Prince George has been a leader in, yes. in female hockey in Central BC. Quinnell has been a leader, and they've played off of each other. Yep. We have lately, the Vanderhoof area has Oof. been a leader in female hockey. Yeah. So we've got a lot of um, a lot of um, leadership behind the scenes going on, not yeah. just on the ice. No, and uh, that that's just feeding this whole thing that has come to a head starting January 1st when when we have a professional women's hockey league drop the puck. Yes. And they made an announcement recently which what it was it was a very nice announcement but at the same time it was a little bit unfortunate to one extent for me. They announced um her first name escapes me now. Campbell Cassie, Cassie. Campbell Cal Pascal. Yeah. Joined them as an administra- in an administrative role. Yes. Which meant that she had to give up her TV role. Did she? Really? They're going to make her give up the well, TV I, role? I think, yes. Oh. Well, she, I don't know if they made her, but she did. Unfortunate. Yeah. 
But again, she may decide this is something new for me. I don't want to say I'm going to do both jobs and then find out I can't do either of them as well as I could. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen some kind of modifications to allow her to continue because she yeah. brings so much to the game. Oh, yes. She's such a good commentator. She, yeah. And I don't just mean that because she happens to be a multi-medal winner. No. She has a good voice tone. She has outstanding hockey analysis. Yeah, and that's it's great thing, to watch. Is I've heard her do the analysis. You say I've also heard her do the occasional play-by-play. Yeah, and and, and you, she does as far as well. I'm concerned, you need a proper voice tone for that, and not yes. every broadcaster has it because no. sometimes they can go too far down the broadcaster rabbit hole and they end up talking like yeah. this, and the bucks in the corner. And yeah. uh, I, I dislike that. And uh, she's got voice tone, cadence, and just an eye for the game. She yeah. knows the game. You can't. She she sees every play already setting up and and uh, moving forward. And most broadcasters don't have that. Even no. the best of them, like you know, uh, Dave Randorf, Chris Cuthbert. Mm-hmm. These are great voices. Jim Houston was a, yeah. was one of the best ever. Didn't know the game in that intuitive. Yeah. In your blood, in your DNA way, the way Cassie Pascal does. Yeah. So uh, it's too bad that she's stepping away, but Jaina Hefford is involved mm-hmm. heavily in the new Professional Women's League. Yeah. And I inherently trust anything she touches. <laughs> and having Cassie join her is going yeah. to do nothing but improve that administrative scenario. Okay. We're going to take a break. Be back with more on Post to Post. Your Prince George Spruce Kings have two more games set for the holiday season. Catch the West Kelowna Warriors in town to close out the year this Friday and Saturday. It's fast-paced BCHL hockey for the holidays with your Prince George Spruce Kings at home to the West Kelowna Warriors. A 7 o'clock puck drop this Friday and 6 o'clock Saturday at Copar Memorial Arena. Get out and cheer on your home team during the Christmas break. For more information and tickets, visit sprucekings.bc.ca. Your Prince George Symphony Orchestra's next main stage concert is Discovery, Dvorak New World, Saturday, February the 10th at Vanier Hall. Hosted by Michael Hall, Discovery Dvorak New World is a multimedia exploration of his popular romantic symphony, a great starting point for newcomers, and a deeper listening experience for connoisseurs. Ticket and event details are available at pgso.com. Discovery Dvorak New World from your Prince George Symphony Orchestra, Saturday, February 10th at Vanier Hall. Golden Age Socials are back for another season. Once a month through March, the City of Prince George and your Council of Seniors and a host organization provide tea, coffee, snacks, table prizes, and decorations at the Civic Center for those 50 and older to enjoy an afternoon out of social interaction with other seniors. It's a great break for your well-being and mental health. The next Golden Age Social from your Prince George Council of Seniors and the City of Prince George is 2 o'clock Monday, February 12th at the Civic Center. Back on Post to Post, Alan Wishart, Frank Peebles. And there is one hockey team in town we haven't mentioned quite yet because they've been on the break as well. Spruce Spruce Kings. Kings. Yes. They've been winning. They were winning a little bit. The break came at a bad time for them. A 3-0 win with the new goal. Yes. Yeah, after an 8-7 loss, I just thought I'd better mention that as well. Yeah, but it was 8-7. I know. Not 8-1. No. And um, they are actually back in action this weekend, West Kelowna in town, on Friday and Saturday over at Copar Memorial Arena. So the nice thing is, you go to CN Center tonight and tomorrow and watch the Cougars. Then on Friday and Saturday, you go to Copar 
and watch the Spruce Kings, and that still leaves you New Year's Eve to have all the fun you want. <laughs> but but I just had all the fun I wanted at the hockey rink. Uh, this is a different type of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, it's just kind of interesting the way the schedule worked out with the two Alberta teams being here to play the Cougars midweek. And I mean, to me... I don't know if it was scheduled that way by the Cougars. To some extent, it probably was. But having those teams here during the school break is perfect because there are a lot of the kids who come to the games. And sometimes in the midweek game, if school's on, there's a good chance, no, not going to happen. But this week, hey, not a problem. They just watch videos these days anyway, don't they? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They play video Totally games. kidding. Teachers, yes. you do a great job. Yes. But uh, no. So um, Cougars in town tonight and tomorrow. Spruce Kings Friday and Saturday. Uh, World Juniors continuing. Um, and the Spengler Cup is on right now. And yes. Why, why does that matter to us? Because of Jim Playfair, of course. Ah, Jim Playfair is coaching right. Team Canada at the is Spangler. He, is he coaching or assistant coach? Uh, whatever, he's coaching. Yeah, he's over there. But he, So that's another one of those things, though, where, okay, if he's over there and his team here does really well while he's gone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've been doing really well. Here when right. he's in the bathroom, yes. when he's on the bench, if he's in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he and Mark Lamb are doing oh. together, it's working. Yes. And should also And congratulations to him, too. To, to, to yes. be able to be called to the Team Canada coaching roster like that is a huge coup. He, I know he's got, what is it, 12 years of NHL experience as a coach? But uh, plus AHL, plus, plus, plus. But uh, that is not given to just anybody. It's a very small group of people that get to uh, to yeah. suit up for Team Canada, as it were. Yeah. Bruce Boudreaux is the head coach yes. there. So that tells you just how high that bar is set. And uh, good for Jim Playfair yeah. to be uh, among the, the people there. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Taylor Dakers is still the goaltending coach. I believe so. For the Cougars. I, I'd i say he's doing a fairly good job. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. His resume is uh, getting some padding there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because, and, and again, you knew coming into the season, like coming into the season, again, they knew Ravensburger was going to be good enough to stick around. Obviously, mm -hmm. but I think even at the beginning of the season, they were probably figuring, okay, maybe say seventy-five twenty-five split with Ty Young getting the seventy-five, and then Ravensburger started going out there, and when they looked up at the end of the game, oh, boy, he's lucky. He only plays the games where their team doesn't score. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's an old baseball line about Rob Gibson. Speaking of baseball, don't let, let me be grumpy for just a moment. Kyler Fanefa, are you kidding me? I, I I was actually happy to see that the Jays were bringing back uh, Kiermaier. Yes. And a year ago, I wouldn't have said that. No. So I do stand to be corrected, and I don't mind admitting it. But Kyler Falefa, if I could have picked anybody in the league to not sign, mm -hmm. it would have been that one guy. And they <laughs> signed him. What hole does he possibly fill for them that they don't have already an answer for? Well, he's an infielder, is he not? Yes. Okay, they've got infielders. They've got what they may want is an infielder who actually knows how to catch the ball. 
They Bichette don't is do not, too bad. Bichette, Bichette is, is not improving. Good. He's well, improving. He, he couldn't have gotten any worse. To me, he's like Marcus Simeon. If you saw Marcus Simeon's yeah. first, second, third years when he was with um, the the A's in Oakland, yeah. he was terrible. Yes. 35, 40 yeah. errors a year. And Bichette was kind of that way. He's too smart and too athletic to not get it. He just yeah. needed the reps. And, and he's dad, getting that now. And his dad slaps him upside the head every once in a while. <laughs> with a bat. Of yeah. course, Dante can't really talk too much about fielding because he was he was okay. But he was never Yeah, that well. wasn't it. He was a bat first guy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, but kind of Falefo, come on. What do you? Mm. We need bats. We need someone to fill the role of, they said, of Chapman. They said what we need is we need and a guy. Better than Chapman. They're not signing Chapman no. because his bat wasn't good enough. And Connor no. Falefa's is even worse. They said we need a guy who's got a hyphen in his last name. <laughs> and they looked at the list of free agents and they mm. said there's only one guy there. There's only- <laughs> no? Uh, all I can say is I, I, I really hope there's some magic in what they're planning here. They, they've yeah. seen something I haven't. And, uh, well, and there's still some other free agents out there. 